0: Welcome to Conversations.
1: And now, from Los Angeles, here's your host, Mike Dowler.
0: Thank you, Sean. It is Wednesday, September 27th, 2017. This is episode six of Conversations. Welcome. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, and it's really quite simple to support. On Twitter, we are at Converse Radio, just like the shoe without the E, -E C-O-N-V-E-R-S radio. On Facebook, we are at www.facebook.com slash conversations the podcast. Of course, the website with all our podcasts on there, www.conversationspod.com dot wix dot com slash conversations if you want to email the show we'd love to hear from you as well we're at uh, conversationspod at gmail dot com all this free stuff helping us just launch a new era for conversations am going to have uh, a great show tonight our guest will be uh, Tony Cavallero from uh, School of Rock on Nickelodeon and a number of other things I want to go ahead and thank last guest uh, two weeks ago was with Six Orange Six Orange again is a soccer fiend I like to call her who played uh, competitive soccer for 12 years. She also was Devin Burke on a show called The Kicks, and that was a show that was on Amazon.com, and she's done a lot of stuff, so check her out as well, SixOrange.com. So thanks to Six. Our guest host tonight, no stranger to conversation, she's been on the program numerous times, both as a guest and as a co-host, does a great job. Tara Nicola Zarian is a... Award winning actress and filmmaker who knows everyone that's been on my <laughs> show. And uh, she laughs and uh, def- definitely turning the cosplay world upside down. Just an amazing, uh, amazing girl. If, if you go to any, any conventions, any fandom shows, you're liable to see her there in just outrageous, cool costumes. So, hello to Tara Nicole Azarian. Tara, hi.
1: Hi.
0: Welcome back.
1: Thank you very much. I always love being on your show.
0: And this is the first time you've, you've co-hosted as a part of the new conversations. So, yes. Um, so we're very excited. Do you like the intro?
1: I do. Uh, I'm, that, I'm excited. You got, you I'm got, really excited for yeah, today.
0: It's, it's a whole new era. This is episode six, and we're six in. And uh, again, the old episodes, if you're looking for those uh, from the NBTR days, just Google them. They're all over the web. We've had some great shows and more great shows on the way. Tell us what's going on with you. What are you up to?
1: Well, I'm really excited because um, the movie I just booked uh, called Candy Corn, I am the lead. It's a feature horror film. I'll be going to Ohio in November to start filming some of that. And I'll be filming it throughout the winter into next year, which will be fun. Uh, Also, I'll be a guest at NerdBotCon this Saturday in Pasadena. And I'll also be a guest at uh, Stanley's LA Comic Con, which is the last weekend of October. And it's actually an awesome con and um yeah i've got some other cons coming up too that'll be a lot of fun so just a lot of conventions and a lot of filming coming up so
0: you were yeah. always you're always so busy i mean and, you know and again you're very very reachable on social media and you post everything and uh and you're just uh, outstanding and when oh, i you. when i thought about when i thought about tonight's cast cause have you done any nickelodeon stuff at all
1: I have i um did an episode of Game Shakers, and I was on set for like three or four days and it was a lot of fun. Everyone's done that um, show you know it was actually it was hilarious because um uh, I auditioned for literally any part that fit my breakdown sort of, and then I auditioned for this one, and it was a goth kid. And I am, like, the farthest from being goth myself. And I auditioned for it, and I went full fall out for the audition, like, in the makeup and everything. And they're like, I, I was in Bed Bath & Beyond, and they call me at, like, 8 o'clock at night. And they're like, <laughs> hey, can you be here tomorrow? I'm like, yes, I can.
0: Outstanding. Well, that's yeah. wonderful. And, uh, yeah, Game Shakers is a, is a phenomenal show. Everyone's done it. I think our guest has done it as well. Tonight's guest uh, knows Stranger to Hollywood. And the the credentials are just, I mean, I'm going through his his body of work, and I mean it is a body of work. He is just It's amazing. Everything. Yeah. Like... And the you know, first thing, when, when I, you know, I get a lot of a lot of people that want to be on the show and I get a lot of, you know, people that are sending, sending me guests, and when I saw his name, I said, oh yeah, and you know me very well, very seldom do I not get what I want. <laughs> and I knew that uh, he'd be a good guest. Tony Cavallaro, again, is an actor. He is a director-producer. He is uh, a Improv um, comedian as well, and is a member of the Groundlings as well as a show in LA called, ready for this? Robert Downey Jr. Jr. (laughs) It's an improv show that happens in Hollywood in LA, and the LA Times uh, absolutely loves it. They recommend folks go see that. It's uh, definitely a thumbs up on that. He has um, done um, all kinds of different things from Heart of Dixie, he's appeared on Modern Family, Two Broke Girls, most recently I saw him on the CW on whose line is it anyway and we'll talk about that because I've got a story about that program and that's just amazing currently you're gonna see him I believe it's on season four of Nickelodeon's School of rock as Dewey Finn the uh, the irresponsible rock and roll teacher <laughs> so uh, looking forward to uh, watching that was it, and he's got he's married to Anne and he's got three puppies i want to say kids but puppies we'll go into that too
1: hey pet, pets are children my cat is my child Oh, well, i yeah so. but you
0: know i don't want to offend you know are you calling my kids dogs what what's you know that kind of thing but i want to say hi to tony caballero tony
1: what's
2: up guys how are you sir i am doing fantastic
0: man and where are just, you this where are you this evening
2: i am sitting in the office at her house i just fed my doggies some dinner um they are my children yeah. So.
1: See, okay. yeah, I told you.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Everyone that has a pet, it's their child.
2: Oh, for sure. Lucy, Tippy, and Maggie. Aww.
0: And uh, did uh, did wife Anne have a say in this as well?
2: Um. Let's just sh- say she runs this ship. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: Very let's cool. Let's just say
2: happy wife, happy life.
0: That's it. Exactly. I think we talked <laughs> about that somewhere, but. Uh, you are you are a busy guy, and, and you have. I mean, you're a SoCal native, correct?
2: No. Oh, born and raised in Annandale, Virginia, which is right outside Annandale. of Washington
0: D.C. You went to that military school.
2: That's right. And I went to the Virginia Military Institute, right there in the middle of the state in Lexington, Virginia. How
0: did that? How? What was the decision on that? Are you from a military family?
2: Somewhat, so both of my grandparents uh, both of my grandfathers served and were World War two veterans and korean war veterans and you know, my dad had always talked about it, you know, you know, no regrets, but he had said yeah. you know I, I had kind of always wanted to go into the navy and I had thought about it, my brother almost went to the naval academy, and i you know I wanted really to play um Division one lacrosse was always a dream of mine, oh wow, and um so I Looked at West Point, I looked at the Naval Academy, and I looked at VMI and a few other schools, and and I was debating whether or not to do the military thing. And then um, my senior year, nine eleven happened, so that Ooh. kind of sealed the deal on the military school thing because right. I wanted to go uh, fight bad guys eventually. And so um, and and they offered me a, a a great deal to go play lacrosse uh, at VMI and. I'd have an impact right away and so that kind of uh that happened like that
0: and I'm I'm assuming oh, wow. that VM that VMI had no d- drama courses there drama drama no. classes or yeah
2: no I uh I like to tell people that uh I did a great job acting as a soldier for four years
0: <laughs> did, did we able to find the humor in it at all
2: Oh yeah, man. I mean, anybody, you know, all my roommates, anybody that really knew me is, you know, from my college days are, are so, are so supportive of what I'm doing. They're like, yes, that guy could make you laugh. This is exactly what he should be doing. You know? So, um, you know, when you grow up in Northern Virginia, you never really think. You don't think like acting or actors like that's a real thing or a real job or anything like that. And I vacationed to California between my sophomore and junior years at VMI. Yeah. And I happened to be hanging out with actors and they were like normal people. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I've seen them on TV. They can do it. What if I take this military discipline and put it towards acting, you know, so.
0: Tara, are you going to go in the military at all?
1: Uh, no, I am not. Um, that's just not something that I think I would be good at. I, I am just like, (laughs) let me just put it to you this way. I am very fit in the sense that I work hard to make my body look exactly how it, you know, currently does. But in that process, it's more like, you know, beauty sculpting than like muscle sculpting. Like I can't lift more than like five pounds.
0: I can so see you driving a like a tank, but no. Yeah, I, yeah. I
1: don't even have a driver's license. Oh. <laughs> I don't think they
2: want me driving a tank. She's definitely a tank pilot.
0: Yes, you could do this, Tara. Not,
1: not my thing. I think I'll stick to cosplay and okay. acting and filmmaking. I, I think I'll stick to that.
0: Well, maybe maybe we'll get you like a like a like a like a a, a, a prop tank. And then you can well, uniform. I'm sure you've got a military uniform in your closet. I'm, 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 I actually don't. You don't. I'm surprised. I don't. I got to tell you, Tony. I picture Tara's closet literally because she's dressed as everything.
1: I, I have think, two closets.
0: You know those those trolleys in the dry cleaner, and they hit the they push a button and it comes around. That's basically <laughs> oh my Tara's gosh, closet. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: wish. I wish. That's my wife's closet. Really? I, yeah.
0: I'm well, jealous. Like, again, she runs the show, so you can't question that.
2: Bingo am
0: and you, of course, you always get that. What looks better, this blouse or this blouse? And you're like, oh, jeez, you know? Both. Yeah, yeah. That's a safe answer. Good, <laughs> very good. And you're an Eagle Scout. Yep. I don't know how, that's, is that part of the VMI thing, or is that before?
2: No, you know, I grew up, and and uh, my brother was a scout. and My dad had been a scout, and you know, I lucked out because I had the really, I had the cool mom and dad that were like the scout leaders. Yeah. So, like, my dad organized all the really fun trips. Everybody's like, you're a Boy Scout. What do you do? Just tie knots. And I was like, no, we go skiing. We go whitewater rafting, rock climbing,
1: spelunking. So. I understand that. I was a Girl Scout, um, and my mom was the assistant troop leader. So we got to do all the cool stuff.
0: See? Yeah. I was a Cub Scout back in the day. That was fun. I yeah. made I made the I made the the model the, the model uh, the car and the the airplane with yeah, the rubber band yeah the all, derby yeah the derby yeah and uh, did all that and the the the, the real sc- uh, embarrassing part was when we had our Cub Scout a uh, Halloween party and I decided to dress as Peter Pan and um,
1: hey, hey Peter Pan's awesome. that's
0: the first and only time I ever wore green tights so that was gonna be it you know <laughs> it's like no I'm a scout you know anyway but uh, an Eagle Scout I know that all this comes comes into play. It's all good on your resume at some point. And um, as well, now, Terry, you would like this. I'm sure you read this as well. But Tony is a black belt.
1: I saw that. And I'm very impressed. I know what it takes to get that because my brother worked to get one. So I'm very impressed by that.
2: Yeah, that was... um... You know, I grew up during the Ninja Turtle craze, oh. and uh, and I was also a very chubby child. So, Taekwondo was very good to me, and I had really amazing instructors. And my brother was a black belt before me, and it was just another awesome activity where I got a bunch of like cool discipline and exercise and everything. When I was a kid, it was a really great experience, and I actually a lot of um, I say a lot, but about four of my really good friends from Taekwondo 20 years ago are out here now as successful stuntmen and performers. Isn't that
0: great? Wow. That's yeah. That's really that's good work if you can get it. I mean, I do um
2: I do a stunt class on Monday nights with my buddy Arnold over at uh, Unbreakable Gym in, in Hollywood. That's really really fun. And okay. I've known him since I was like six years old. Wow.
0: Crazy, yeah. The, 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 a, again, working out now. These these workout deals are like, I mean, it's really intense. I often go to Jinkies uh, in Studio City, my favorite breakfast spot on Mondays. I'll go there and have breakfast. And there's there's this there's, there's this gym next door, and literally, I park and these people are like running around the block with weights on their backs, and you know, it's it's like my god. I mean, what happened to like you know just the treadmill and and the bike and it's just it's like it's like a whole new thing. I mean, I mean, it is. I mean, it is. I
1: use ellipticals still, so
0: elliptical, I'm
1: old fashioned. I, I use ellipticals. Okay. They're those things that, you know, it's like you push your arms forward and you push your legs forward and that's what an elliptical is. That's one of those things.
0: Now, Tony, do you work out at home?
2: I do. I work out quite a bit. That military school, martial arts and everything uh, really stuck with me. So, yeah, I, um. I've run 11 marathons and I, wow. I love to do, you know, all kinds of varied training, running and weightlifting and all kinds of different stuff. I'm always, I love physical activity.
0: Do Lucy, Tippy, and Maggie watch you when you work out?
2: They usually do, but I got to be careful when I get really sweaty because then I just become the salt lick. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. and it's really hard to do push ups when you've got three dogs trying to lick your face.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. So therefore, if but that's
1: still so adorable, so... Oh, yeah. It is
0: very so cute. Yeah. Oh, Tara, I was going to ask you, are you going to cosplay your cat? Are you going to dress Am her I up? Am I going to
1: cosplay my cat? Well, the thing is, technically I can say I've cosplayed my cat because I named her after Wonder Woman, and I have done a Wonder Woman cosplay. So I guess you could technically say that I have cosplayed her. I named her Diana Pounce after Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman's name is Diana Prince. So, uh, yeah. So technically you could say I have.
0: Uh, Liking, it. Okay. Liking it. Liking it. Liking it. Very cool. Tara, I know you had some questions that you wanted to bring up um first. Let me go ahead and stop down just one second so folks know what they're listening to. This is Conversations. Season two, episode six, with uh Tony Cavalero our guest. And our guest host is Tara Nicole Azarian. And Terry, you had some things you wanted to mention as well. And again, he's got a, a you've got a lot of stuff going on, Tony, um of course with School of Rock and other things but you've got a movie that's coming out and I wanna make sure we talk about that and Tara, you had questions on yes. that I right know.
1: I had a really like interesting question about it. So um, I'm really excited to talk to you about this film that you acted in and also produced called American in Texas, which mm-hmm. will be premiering at the Austin Film Festivals, and congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. And uh, I see that it's set in the 1990s against the backdrop of the first Gulf War. Yeah. And um, something interesting is my mom was actually a young adult during that time, when she had her first real job and remembers vividly being at work, and one day she and everyone else at work heard that they were just all of a sudden at war with another country, and that was kind of traumatic for her, and she's never forgotten that, and... As a young person myself, I think that right now in the times that we're living in with the whole North Korea stuff, I find myself wondering if I'm going to wake up tomorrow and hear the same kind of thing. And I was wondering if you thought that your film had some interesting parallels for young people my age in respect to the content, and maybe people my age would really feel uh, um, kinship by going to see your film with what we may very well experience ourselves in today's political climate.
2: I... I mean, that's exactly what the movie is. It's about, you know, it's about four guys in their 20s in their, you know, early 20s that are that are living in a small town and they're rebelling against the man, whether the man be the local sheriff or the war that's going on. And, you know, they just want to live their dreams and play music. You know, their whole the whole story is that they want to make it to L.A., um, and they just rebel in every sense of the word, whether it's smashing through houses or dealing drugs or, you know, getting into fights. These guys are, you know, are, uh, the anti-war, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and, and a big part of that is what was happening with the, with the, uh, government at the time. Um, so I think we're seeing a lot of the same thing. It's like, why are we at war over, you know, oil? Why, you know, that's a big backdrop to the film. So, yeah, it's That's uh, wonderful. I, I
0: mean, there's a lot of been, been a lot of a lot of um, films and shows kind of evolving, evolved and kind of use that as the backdrop. But this movie looks different. It just it's,
2: Yeah. Just, you know, I like to think of this film, you know, it's kind of like the outsiders meets, um, you know, there, there was that movie Lords of Dogtown. Sure. you know, about the skaters in, yeah. in, uh, in Venice beach. And I think, you know, it's kind of, it follows in that same vein. It's a very independent gritty drama about these yeah. guys. Um, and the whole time, you know, whether they're in the store or in their homes, you know, that news is going in the background about soldiers dying yeah. and, and yeah. the war over oil. And we've just attacked Kuwait and, and all that stuff that was going on back then, you know, had had an effect on everybody. And uh, you know, it's more relatable now than ever. You know, oh man, you know, the political climate could not be hotter. Yeah, and uh, and I think that's what's so relatable at this about this film is because it takes a microcosm uh, of America in that backdrop. Uh, you know, um, with a with a subject that everybody can relate to. You know, which is trying to live your dreams and escape from the small town that you grew up in. You
0: know? I, can, I can't wait to see it. I really can't. I mean, I've got to tell you. And and uh, Tara, uh, you as a filmmaker, you appreciate indie films as well. And, and I do. Indie, indie films are the little films that do, that can, and they do. And this just sounds amazing. A perfect place to debut it. Austin, Texas. Very, very much. The arts are very much alive there. I've got friends who are musicians, musicians there as well. And it's just, I mean... If you, you can go at any time day or night go go see a film you can go see i mean they play music in supermarkets this is what i'm saying it's just it's that kind of a town so to, to debut this film in that kind of an environment is going to be just epic i i i can't wait to uh, to hear about it
2: yeah and we shot it about 2 hours from austin so we would go and spend the weekends in austin and my wife and i it's it's one of our favorite if not our favorite cities um it, it is just a, a wonderful town. She has family there. We have family there, and uh, you know we love to spend time there. We always stay at the Hotel St. Cecilia there. Sure, in town, sure,
0: just, yeah. I mean, if you amazing. if if you appreciate Americana music, that's the place to go. Because oh just, yeah, yeah, it's just wonderful. You know, uh, any 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 day, time, day or night, you can go out and just watch music, which is which is oh wonderful. yeah. So again, uh, American an American in Texas, and you're in that, and looking forward to seeing that. And folks, uh, go online. It's on IMDb. Um, you can get information there. And and by all means, if you're in the Austin area, um, please um, go, go see it. Support. We're going to be
2: having uh, a trailer drop really soon that I'm super proud of. That you know, stay tuned. We're going to do some kind of an exclusive thing with the with the trailer dropping. It might happen while we're out there in Austin. And uh, it also got into the Byron Bay Film Festival in Australia in oh. Byron Bay. And uh, that's been a bucket list place for my wife and I forever. So
0: get your passport ready.
2: We are going, man. Yeah, we leave in go. like less than two weeks. Enjoy
1: Congratulations. That. That's amazing. Thank
2: yes. you. Yeah, we're super pumped. It's We're going to do four days there in Byron Bay, and then we're going to do five days up near the Great Barrier Reef. So it should oh. be pretty awesome.
1: Enjoy.
2: My goodness. Thank you.
0: But what, what about uh, Robert Downey Jr.? Jr.?
2: What's going to happen? <laughs> so... Robert Downey Jr. Jr. was like the first improv group uh, I was ever really a part of when we all met working together at the Groundlings. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we disbanded about a year ago. Everybody Aww. got super busy, but that group, I mean, that's how I got my agent. I have so many lifelong friends. And just to give you a little example, like everybody from that group has gone on to do amazing things. Oh yeah. So, Fortune Feimster was in that group. Who's, uh, a big TV star. She's a series regular on the Mindy project. She's, uh, was a regular on Chelsea lately, a writer on that show as well. And she's got a new feature in development right now with, uh, with Steven Spielberg's company. And, um, and, uh, then Josh McDermott was also a part of that group. Who's one of my best friends. He also officiated our wedding and you guys might know him as Dr. Eugene Porter from the walking dead. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Awesome. So, um, some really great friends and, uh, Richard Feliciano, who's, who's a teacher out here as well. Derek Reed, who's also a teacher out here, Barbara King, all these people just are, are amazing friends, lifelong friends. And so great to have, uh, that kind of a tight knit group of people, you know, when you're coming up in Hollywood, it is yeah. invaluable to have a group of people like that, that you can call your, your family, you know?
0: And the and the groundlings is like a daily thing too. You can go there any time of day or uh, during day the week, and there's something going on there, which is cool because you got. Oh sc- yeah, for sure. I
2: mean, that place. That's where I met my wife. We were both performing together. The Company, and uh, you know that's kind of how I got my my whole start and everything is is kind of. And anybody that starts there, you know, will uh, will sing their praises. You know, I got I got scouted by Saturday Night Live yeah. back in in 2012 and auditioned. And didn't get the show, but oh. luckily I, I did audition for the show out in New York and and got a great agent and a great manager and everything out of that. And, uh, yeah, that's started my whole career.
0: The, the the thing with SNL and I've 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 read and I've seen documentaries and stuff, and that is really that is we don't see that we don't we don't see the the all the the whole of it. I mean, literally, Lauren Michaels you know sits there and watches the skits and he it's either thumbs up thumbs up or thumbs down, you know so they they really submit a lot of stuff and 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 only very few make it to air each
2: week oh yeah it's it's pretty intense and uh even the audition process is crazy, but I tell you what when you come back to l a after auditioning for that show, people want to know who you are and what you do and and luckily, I got some of that and didn't have uh didn't have successful pilot seasons the first few pilot seasons after that um but then my my third season, my my third pilot season, I went out and auditioned, and this was about pilot number eighty five or eighty six with School of Rock after testing for two other shows and not getting them. So, um I will
0: I will say this though: SNL has been around before you were even born, dude. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> that gives you an idea, and you too, Tara, and probably your parents. I mean, it's you know, we're looking. I think I think I want to say seventy five, seventy six, somewhere in there. Um but, my uh,
1: parents were alive then. Were they really
0: okay? <laughs> Barely. Yes, my, yeah. my
1: no no my parents were uh, both young. Did they were like ten or so? Okay, or
0: so they're about, like they're about my age then. Okay, cool. Um, the um I just dated myself. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, what what a cool show! And I mean to even be scouted by that that's just an honor, you know.
2: Oh yeah, it was really cool, man. And and you know we we just had a new groundling joined the cast yesterday. It was announced. Our, my, my good friend, uh, Heidi Gardner is going to be on this season. And then my, you know, I've had other great buddies on that show, Michaela Watkins and my buddy, Mikey day is one of the head writers there and a, and a performer on the show. And, uh, my friend Jillian bell wrote on the show. So it's, it's a pretty tight knit community between the groundlings and that show. Lots of groundlings have gone on to do great things there. Will Farrell, Will Forte, Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy as a host, Chris Parnell, Chris Kattan, Paul Reign Newman, all these peeps.
0: Pee Wee Herman as well. No. Pee Wee Herman, that's yeah. right.
2: Elvira was created oh, there fire. as
0: well. John Levitz. Yeah, it, I mean, it's just amazing, amazing uh, uh, yeah. uh, star power there. But uh,
1: So I'm actually a little curious, since you do work with the Groundlings and you also do things like, you know, work for Nickelodeon and you do dramatic stuff. I want to know which kind of acting do you prefer the most? Do you prefer doing stuff that's improvised, like growlings? Do you prefer sketch comedy and that kind of thing? Or do you prefer the like heavy dramatic roles? Like what's your favorite to portray?
2: You know, American in Texas is kind of the first time I, I really got to stretch my dramatic wings, which I was really excited about. It's something that's always interested me. Um, Obviously, comedy is for sure my first passion. There is nothing better than doing a show at the Groundlings and uh, putting a sketch up and, you know, getting that big, I mean, crying laughter from a sketch. There is nothing better in the world than than doing that you know what i mean uh it it is just the best and unfortunately with drama you know unless you're making somebody cry really you don't get the same kind of rewards oh no Uh, oh i i totally understand yeah there's something about that live sketch comedy there especially that energy is it's pretty unmatched it's it's really special
0: are you able to turn that off though because i mean you, I, I like i look at your reel and the stuff you've done and you're you're hilarious you're really really funny so are you oh, able to t- when you go home can you turn that off or is it like are you like always on
2: uh you know what um it just depends i mean it depends upon the you know where we are what we're doing what's happening i mean You know, if I'm out with a group of buds or whatever, it's pretty much game on. You know what I mean? mean? But if I'm relaxing in front of the TV with my wife, it's time to chill out. Yeah. Slow down on the bits, you know.
0: (laughs) And speaking of bits, um, you know, it's really funny because, you know, I got word that you were going to be with us. So I'm sitting down with my wife, you know, we just got finished eating. I think it was turkey pot pies or something. We were just, you know, chilling out. Love pot pies. Isn't that good? Yeah. So we're we're sitting there, we're chatting, we're we're watching TV, and went to Who's Line? And then all of a sudden, uh, she says, "Tony Cavalero," and I go, "Hey, that's my guest in two weeks." (laughs) (laughs) So I got to watch it, and um, and 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 hilarious. That is a fun show to do.
2: Oh my gosh, dude! What a dream come true. And I hate to date the guys on that show, but I'm going to be totally honest, man. You know, I used to watch that show, the original British version laying on my belly in front of my grandmother's TV on her shag carpet wow. on Comedy Central when it first came out and you know they were reruns from the British version and it was right. the same guys it was Ryan Stiles and uh, Colin Mockery and uh, and Wayne Brady you know Wayne came a little bit later on but right. and I mean ugh you know and you see it at the Groundlings there's a Wednesday night show at the Groundlings called the Crazy Uncle Joe show that's a long form uh, improv show and the six of them have been working together for so long, they, you know, share a brain. And it was very <laughs> obvious when I went on to this show. It's it's very similar uh, in that these guys have, you know, can finish each other's sentences. They are just phenomenal performers and super nice guys. I mean, it was such a dream come true to get to go on there and play with those guys and dance around and be an idiot. I sure. mean, how much fun, man. Well, I watched it when Drew Carey used to host it back uh, in the day. Same, hilarious. That's what
1: I grew up with. Yeah,
0: and, and 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 God bless Drew. My God, he is looking pretty good. He's lost a ton of weight. He's uh, he's looking uh, pretty good on uh, the Price is Right. So I'm sure that um, Bob Barker is very proud of him. But I was going to show you the story. Um, I I got tickets to go see um, Who's Line, and it was a four hour taping. I mean, four hours. Of course, you know. Now you know as well as I do. When, once, you're, once you're in there in the audience, you don't leave. You don't get up to the bathroom. No escaping. You, you are there. It was, it was, it was two hours of pickups. Number one, and they told us from the get go. We're, we're, we've, we, that they, they had taped a lot of shows, and that of course the, st- the stuff you're going to see them do, um, will be a, a spread over several shows. I think Leah Thompson was the guest, and it's somebody. I can't remember who the guy was, but um, some guy from Jane the Virgin was there, but. Um, hilarious and what they do is i mean it's it's not easy and a lot of times you're you're sitting there and you're watching them like like with the music thing and and they can't figure anything out so they just skip it (laughs) you know (laughs) improv is improv is 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 very very different than doing stand-up
2: oh yeah i I mean for one you've got a team you know which is so nice it's nice you know but you know it's also you got to share the love and right, that's the great thing. When it's stand up, it's just you, and so when you celebrate, you're celebrating your accomplishments. When you get booed off a stage, that's just you getting booed. Oh. At least with a uh, an improv show, and I've done many. When you're bombing, at least you're bombing with a crew of people, and you can laugh at it, you know, sure. internally, and and uh, joke about it later, you know.
0: And I got to tell you, Tara, when we went to go see it, um, and mm-hmm. I know that Tony will will echo this. It's pretty raunchy. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh,
1: I I watched I started watching Who's Line when I was like four years old. Yeah. I, I have I have been raised on like Who's Line and like Law and Order S V U, so like <laughs> not I, I I have like no filter and I'm really cool with raunchy humor. In fact I have a really sick, twisted, dark sense of humor, so good. <laughs> I'm always down for some sick twisted, raunchy humor.
0: Well, you can most, what I'm talking about. most of that gets beep, beep, but, uh, it, <laughs> but uh, what a great, um, great opportunity for you to do that show. And that's uh, it's pretty cool. I'm not sure. Sh- I'm, yeah, sh- I'm not I'm not sure what the process is for, for, for how they, they, they reached out to you, I guess. Right.
2: You know, I auditioned when they were doing the reboot of it. Oh, and uh, I auditioned. So they had remembered me from my audition and were excited to have me come back and uh, and play on the show which
0: is really great. Wow. Uh, yeah. Outstanding. I'm nowhere near good enough to be on a show for sure. But yeah. improv is definitely interesting. You don't
2: know until you do it.
0: I know, right? And I mean, I've had opportunities to do improv, like just, you know, small things like games and stuff like that. And it's, it's difficult. I mean, it's, it's really, you've got to have, I mean, I think it's, you've got to be fluid. You've got to be just oh, it's fun, though. really good. Oh, it's totally fun. But it's fun to watch. Uh, And Groundlings, i got to go see some shows there because it's just an amazing place. I guess Canada's version is like Second City, right?
2: Yeah, they're also big in in Chicago, and then there's UCB in New York. And they're all very different styles, you know. But Groundlings is known because, you know, they do cuts. And and it's about a 1% chance of making that main company when you start in classes there. You know, it took me... Five and a half years, and that's the absolute fastest you could go through the program to get into the main company. You've done a
0: lot of stuff for Nickelodeon as well. I wanted to talk about that. Um, you, you, uh, you, did you do Game Shakers as well? I haven't done that one yet. Oh, okay. You had not. Okay. But you have done things for Nickelodeon. I know the shows on Nickelodeon have a lot of longe- longevity. I mean, they seem to go on and on and on, which is great. And oh, they,
2: yeah. We've been having a blast.
0: So this is the fourth season?
2: We just finished our third season. Sure. We wrapped like two weeks ago.
0: So tell me about that.
1: Congratulations! Pro-
0: really? Thank you so much. I mean, here you are. You, you, you're on this show. Obviously, Dewey Finn. Um, tell me about the audition process for that.
2: So the whole thing started off with Nickelodeon representatives being at the Groundlings and seeing me do a sketch, and then they called me in to pitch ideas for TV shows. So this is about four years ago, five years ago. Well, they didn't end up buying any of the show ideas that I pitched. But sure enough, they ended up making a presentation out of somebody else's idea. And and I acted in that, like a one-day, one-off little part in this presentation. And it was really fun. And I kind of got into the Nickelodeon loop. And then about six months later, maybe even a year later, uh, there was a Nick – tv movie coming down the pipeline and i got the breakdown for it and i wasn't really right for it and so i was like whatever i'll just go in anyways and literally i just went in not really worried about the lines and just was like i'm gonna go in and goof around and have a blast well sure enough i got the part even though it was supposed to be for like a late 40s uncle magician guy and we shot up in vancouver for for six weeks and it was a total blast and And then about three months later, I saw on Deadline that Nickelodeon was pairing up with Paramount to do School of Rock. And I remember specifically taking that screen grab from that Deadline article and sending it to my manager probably within the hour of that coming down (laughs) the pipeline and going, "Uh, really? I got to get in for this or something like that. And and it was so funny the way it all worked out because – I had just grown out my hair to give a different look for that pilot season. And yeah. for some reason yeah. I tested for two leads in network pilots. And then sure enough, school of rock came down the pipeline and it was perfect for that show. So I didn't cut it. And I went in and read for producers and didn't hear anything for like a month. Mm. And then they were like, well, you know, we want to make sure, cause I didn't really know how to play the guitar. So they were like, we want to make sure that he can, at least look like he's actually playing the guitar. So I went to the groundlings, and my wife taped me on her phone doing a, a rendition of a, a medley of three different songs um, on the stage there. We had them pre recorded, but I played along with them and sang along with them. And it was um, Eye of the Tiger, Dancing with Myself. Ah. And I can't remember the last one, but we made this little minute and a half clip. To send to them and sure enough i went back in about two weeks later and uh and got the part and then of course once i got the part they were like well we're gonna do a big release so you can't tell anybody so i had to like keep the news for a month
0: that is hard
2: and uh yeah i was just such a monster jack black fan already (laughs) and such a huge fan of that film oh my god now
0: so you basically so you're telling me you have no musical background at all
2: Not really, but it's interesting because when I was on Heart of Dixie, I sang probably every episode I was on that show. Wow. Because the storyline was my wife and I were both, we both loved to perform. And so we'd always have some kind of a dance and musical number. So I don't know. The universe just wanted me to do something musical. So, uh, you you know, as soon as I got the gig on School of Rock, I had a guitar coach coming over every week and we were working on songs and you know, and then the next thing you know, we're, we're helping, I'm helping to cast the kids for the show. And wow. Here we are, you know, three and a half years later. I,
0: I will tell you this. I know that uh, back about, oh, geez, about t- 10 years ago, I produced a show um, called Switchback, and it was on bounceradio.net. And one of the guests we had was uh, Rebecca Julia Brown, who played the bass player in the movie, A School of Rock. Amazing. Rome. Yeah, and it was really, really cool. And she told a story about uh, the prep for that with the kids. Apparently they had like a band camp thing for like two weeks. And I guess Jack Black was there with them. And, you know, and they said he was like, just like always totally, like he was totally caffeined out, always up and just crazy. But that's how they prepared for, for the movie. So when you, so when you were, when you, when you were cast uh, in the TV show as Dewey Finn, how did you approach the part as far as playing was there because you because obviously you didn't want to be Jack Black. You wanted to be. Your own, Everybody your own. who's
2: ever seen me comedically has always said, "Man, you're like you're like Jack Black, but you're not like you know." And I like to say, you know, people are always like, "Man, your physical comedy is like Chris Farley, but you have this whole like Stifler vibe to you, but you're also like Jack Black. It's it's weird, and you know, oh man, talk about high praise. I'll take. I'll take a, a you know a morphing of those three guys any day of the week, you know. And um, for me, it was just you rarely do actors ever get a part where literally they just get to play an amplified version of themselves, <laughs> that's you know. Amazing. And like a dream that's, job. Yeah, I just get to show up and play, and the kids are so guys. I can't even tell you how wonderful and amazing the kids on the show are, and so talented. And sweet, and just, and they're regular kids, you know. Yeah. It's none of the Hollywood kid thing at all with them. They're they're amazing and so talented, way better musicians than I'll ever be.
0: Okay, Tara,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'm here. I'm hearing a little Jack Black in there, aren't you?
2: <laughs> the scene. <laughs> There's no way you're hearing any Jack. This this,
0: this scene from the movie where where the open house, and he goes, I'm pretty sure that. I've touched your kids, or they've touched me. Yeah, or, yeah, and they've touched
2: That's, me too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. The um the the show is amazing. I watched a few episodes, and oh, I like great. Uh, the sets are fantastic. Again, a great cast. Everyone's really really into it, and um I think it's it's a good fit for you. And yeah. um there's definitely yeah. a there's definitely a fandom for that for that oh, that that, yeah. that franchise. The movie it's one of those movies that when it's on tv you're like hey leave that on because it's yeah. just it's just that good time i mean the 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 rock sequence at the end of the at the at the, at the show it's just i mean that's just <laughs> it's so kick-ass i'm sorry it's just it's 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 amazing you know,
2: you know i um, apologize that you know it's one of my favorite films and i i actually ran into jack um at a sushi restaurant about a month and a half ago and he could not have been nicer. His kids watch the show. He like he loves the show. And I'm like, God, oh, come on, let's get him on the show. Let's get him in there.
0: Yeah. My my uh a guy I work with used to live on live on uh in Hollywood and you see him all the time as well. He's like live like four doors down from him. But uh yeah, real nice guy. So how did he feel about your you playing uh playing Dewey fan? Did you get any feedback at all? He
2: he could not have been sweeter. He's like, You're doing a great job on the show and you know, and that's the thing. I think people realize, uh, you know, man, he's got a, like a lot of Jack Black isms just naturally built in. That's just who he is. You know what I mean? And so, you know, uh, it, it just it couldn't have worked out uh, more perfectly. Um, I just I love doing that show. I love they let me play so much, and you yeah. know, our showrunners are so wonderful. The write, you know, we have eight Emmys up in our writers' room. I, I mean, saw how many, that? Wow, Nickelodeon shows has, you know, that caliber of writing that's, up in the writer's room. It's just incredible.
0: And then you played Stanley Watson on Dis- Heart of Dixie as well. Um, that's a lot. That's, that's a great show as well. It was really good. Yeah, we had
2: a blast, man. Uh, you know, uh, it's not every day you get to go out, you know, from a southern military college and then play an effeminate man on Heart of Dixie that everybody thinks is gay. <laughs>
0: Did did you watch that show, Tara?
1: I have not, but then again, I've also been just, like, running around so much, like, sleep has, like, not been a priority, so I haven't, I have not time to watch that. I have seen School of Rock, though, and I definitely like it a lot, but I'm a huge Nickelodeon fan, and I just, I think it's a wonderful show. (laughs)
0: I want to oh, mention thanks. I yeah. want to mention your other your other uh uh great work as well. Of course, uh you've got things pending too. Obviously American American, American Texas. Uh this Avengers of Justice Farce Wars sounds very very interesting as well.
2: Yeah, so that's one I did last summer uh slash fall that was really fun. It's a spoof movie, a, a mashup of Star Wars and the Avengers movies and I play a bastardized version of Wolverine, but I'm a beaver. <laughs> so I played Beaverine. I like and, them. And that was just amazing. Steve Rain is easy, uh, Simon Rex, Amy Smart, um, just packed to the brim with amazing people. And we had so much fun shooting that movie. It was such a silly, fun time. And and um, we're going to, it was a real blast. And around the same time, um, I was shooting uh a part in um, in, a, in Adam Devine's new movie when we first met with oh. Alexander um and Adam, and that was a blast too. I I'm buddies with the director Ari, who also cast me in in a, in a part in The Duff, yes. and uh, you know we're good buds. And he knows my strong suit, so he'll you know reach out and be like, "Okay, dude, I got you know you're going to be playing Angus Young from ACDC at a Halloween nice. party." You ready to go? And I'm like, dude, got the long hair, I'm <laughs> in school of rock. Let's do this, you know. Uh, the single life in 2014. That dude is pr- is one of my favorite pieces of work. It was a web series for Glamour magazine, a production company I'd worked with a bunch before. And if you guys ever check that one out, it was really super fun to do. Uh, an amazing cast. Amanda Lund was in that one as well and uh it's just kind of like dating in the modern world and it was two couples and you know uh what's one posting on instagram why is he posting this picture of this girl that he's with when we're dating and you know that whole process that we go now in this internet age yeah um that everybody actually that show now works on macgyver and uh that was just a really fun first little thing for me to do
0: you've done you've done so much comedy and and again you're very, very good at that. you're very very proficient uh in multiple disciplines um, on the screen and on TV of course, in American and Texas, probably a little more serious, so not as much comedy I would take it
2: yeah, uh kind of like no, I don't think I have a single comedic moment in the whole film uh I play a pretty. I play Billy who's a pretty dark dude. He's the lead guitarist in the band and uh and has a really gnarly home life uh with his mom and stepdad and and it, he probably needs to get out the worst but um let's just say uh you know things don't work out too well for him I don't think.
0: Well, wow. can't wait to yes. see it. We are So... Go ahead, Tara.
1: Uh, so um I want to know as a successful actor, what advice um, would you give young people who look at you and say, that's what I want to do when I grow up?
2: You know, a a few little tidbits. Um, If you don't live in the LA area, I would, I would search um, for the hubs that are nearby you uh, to earn your SAG card. So, you know, it's really tough to earn a SAG card in Los Angeles. Um, there's so many people trying to get their SAG card where if you're trying to earn it in the DC area, uh, Atlanta, New Orleans, um, Toronto, Vancouver, I I think you have a much better shot of getting your SAG card in a, in a shorter amount of time than you would in Los Angeles and, um, you know, have some money saved out when you do make the move, try and have a job lined up and an apartment lined up when you make that move and just just know it's patience, it's patience and persistence if you really want this thing. Yeah, you know, um, for me, you know, I worked as a janitor for the first six years I was in Los Angeles. I coached lacrosse and I worked as a janitor and I worked my way up through the groundlings. Um, you know, and and I always tell people there's you know there's several different paths you can take. You can either have an uncle. Or a grandpa or a family member that's a famous person or an established producer or director or editor or anything that has a shoe-in that can hook you up. Or you go through a famous acting school like the Yale School of Acting or Playhouse West or there's some amazing ones in New York too. You go through those acting schools and you get recognized through there. You can go the stand-up comedy route where you work and you work all the clubs and you make a name for yourself in the stand-up world. Or you go the improv route. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where you go through improv comedy. But now also, you can make it by doing Instagram videos or YouTube videos. You can become famous that way too. You know? Media, pick which yeah. route. Yeah. You it's know, just, pick which route just, you want to go.
0: Yeah. Social media really is just a springboard for so oh, many. Yeah. And it's you mentioned huge. You, you, you know,
2: my, my biggest piece of advice, and I actually stole this from Aaron Eckert at a college festival I was at in 2007. Um, but is to be a nice person. Be yep. someone that people want to be around. Yeah. You know. Yep. If you show up and you do a great job and you're fun to be around and you're a nice person, you're going to get hired again. Those people are going to remember you and be like, "Oh, oh yeah, bring that guy on. He may not be the best for this part, but heck, we'll have a great time and he'll give us, you know, a hundred percent effort and and he's awesome. He's a total pro.
0: That's why I bring Tara on because Tara's always been very kind and nice. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. you can tell from a mile away. Yeah, and you mentioned the SAG card because I've had a lot of young and rising stars on here, aka kids, and uh, they've got their SAG cards. I mean, how cool is that? you Remember when you got your SAG card? I mean, what, what was that day like?
2: I do, man. It was really cool. I had been working and doing background stuff, and always wanted it. And, you know, I booked a National Coke commercial in 2008, I believe. Wow. And it was so cool, but I was like, oh man. I mean, I have to pay like three grand out of my out of just <laughs> money to, to get into the union. But how cool it was! You know, it's a it, it's a big milestone for every actor to get that, and you know, and it's not easy.
0: And Terry, you have your SAG card,
1: and yes, you also I you got do. some SAG
0: duties. Is, am I right about that?
1: Uh well, what do you mean by SAG duties exactly?
0: I know. Were, were you part of the SAG? I mean, like on a board or something, or? Maybe somebody uh, else.
1: No, I'm not. I'm okay. just someone who's a part of SAG, and you okay. get your dues, and you vote you know, for the SAG awards and all that fun stuff. Gotcha. And that's, that's what my SAG duties are. You but everyone all, in the union has that, basically. But it's get, awesome.
0: You get all those, yeah. those screeners, which is great.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm really excited! I just got into the Directors Guild, and we get a whole different set of screeners. So, wow.
1: congratulations! Thank wow, you.
0: good friends with uh, Rockne O'Bannon. Of course, Rockne O'Bannon was the creator of Farscape. He created Alienation and and all kinds of different, different shows. He's always talking about that as well. With all the screeners and stuff. And uh, he's one that worked his way up. You know, um, from a kid who uh, his father worked for the studio, was a gaffer, and his mom was a um, a, a dancer. Um, wow. back in the thirties on in the on the old show movies and stuff. So yeah, it was it's 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 that's a great moment when you have that card. You gotta have that card. I mean, that's what you wanna work for, that's what's gonna get your work in this city. Um and again, like you said, the struggle is real. Whether you're waiting tables or you're working as a barista or you're a janitor, uh you do what you have to do if you really want this life, then there are certain steps you have to take. Yeah. Tony Cavallero, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Again, you're on uh you're on Twitter.
2: I am on Twitter at Tony Cavallero everywhere, guys. That's yeah. Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the whole nine. And I've actually got a really cool app. The Tony Cavallero app will be coming out here shortly in the next couple months for for those super fans that really want that uh inside inside look and I'll be doing giveaways and all kinds of, you know, FaceTiming with fans and all kinds of that cool stuff through the app. So.
0: Wow.
1: Congratulations on that. Thanks dude.
0: And, and again, school of rock comes out again. The new season starts when?
2: I, I don't know for sure, but I, I definitely know either late October or November. We'll be back. Okay. Um, with a bunch of new episodes for season three. So please watch.
0: We'll watch. We'll, We'll watch for that and have fun in Australia.
2: Thank you okay. so much. Yeah, I cannot wait. It's it's so exciting to get to go there. So I'm very excited. And then right from there to Texas for Austin, wow. for the Austin Film Fest. That's some
0: culture shock there.
2: Tony yeah. Caballero,
0: thank you so much. Tara, any parting shots you want to you wanna bring up at all? I mean, you've been a great co-host as
2: always.
1: Oh, thank you. Well, I actually do have one more question. As a public figure, have you ever had someone tell you that you were their role model?
2: What we preach on School of Rock, you know, it's be a nice person, be a hard worker. You know, um, I love being a role model, but make sure you go out there and you be a good person. You know what I mean? Um, right. And uh, I think that's the most important part. You know, if if somebody's going out there and helping others, you know, that's uh, a great judgment of character. And, and I'll, obviously, I'm honored and, and humbled when anybody ever says that, as long as those values are, are cherished. And, it's great stuff, you
0: know. You get spotted, don't you? I would think.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm mobbed by children in New York or at the airport or at the movie theater every once in a while. It's it's very sweet. and uh, I love my fans. If you guys ever see me in public, come ask me to take a picture. I'll make a video for you. I'll sign whatever you got. That's so nice. That
0: is so nice. Tony, thank you so much. Uh, again, Tara Nicola Zarian. Uh, where can they find your stuff?
1: Yes, you can find me on Instagram at... Tara Nicole Azarian, or you can find me on Twitter at Tara Azarian. You can check out my Patreon, which is www.patreon.com slash Tara Cosplay. And you can find me on Facebook. It is official Tara Cosplay.
0: Sounds good. Want to thank again, Tony Cavalero for joining us in two weeks. Another stellar guest. We have Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson plays science officer Isaac on the Orville. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. This is Conversations. Have a great night. We'll see you soon. So long.